This is Steel Hard number 20. I'm your host, Hamilton Steele. And I'm his co-host, Ghost. Well, it looks like we actually managed to get one out in time for Christmas. Well, it's because everyone flaked for their appointment today. <laughs> Everybody flaked on us today. We just had one of those days. Nobody showed up on set. We were yep. supposed to shoot three scenes, and uh, it's just one big problem. Maybe it's the holiday season. Um... Actually, no, De uh, Janice, the, uh, the girl was supposed yeah, to Yeah, the one girl, yeah. She's having an adverse reaction to her COVID shot she got two days ago. You're kidding. No, her mom called. Her mom called? Yep. Her mom called us to tell us that she can't show up on a porno shoot. Yes. <laughs> Talk about professional. Hey, her mom's well, dropped her off a few times. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, she has. Oh, yeah? Well, did you ask mom if she could show up on set and take daughter's place? Have you seen her mom? No. You'd have to charge by the pound. <laughs> no, I'd have to pay by the pound, not charge by the pound. Remember, I'm the guy shelling yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, that could get quite expensive quite fast, you know, and uh, I think we uh, don't have any male talent on our rosters yet that are willing to ride the uh, the big water buffaloes this time. Oh, wait a minute, I'm sorry, that's fat shaming, I'm not allowed to do that. Hopefully 2020, the sense of humor comes back to people. 2022, you mean? Yeah. Anyway, um, 2022, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I got some news for you. What is it? Uh, you've got a, fa a few fans, as you know, they've been writing. Uh, there's been some requests wanting to know whether or not you've ever gotten in front of the camera. Um, so you get yes, in front of the camera. The final yeah. cut. Oh, it's well, uh, So uh, one guy he uh, promised us a hundred bucks if you take off your mask on the film for everybody to see. I just have to take off the mask. Just take off the mask. Yeah, you know, I don't want to see your wee wee. I don't, man. I'm ugly. You know that. <laughs> yeah, you're a real troll. <laughs> Hey, it's a hundred bucks. Come on. All right. We're all fucking right, horse. Come right. on, think about it. They got your mask. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Brian Huddle or Hurdle or whatever your name is. You just show up. You owe us a hundred bucks. He took off his mask. There you go. There you go. You get to stare at my ugly mug. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's never say uh, the spirit of Christmas doesn't go through us here. I ain't Christian, but hey, what the hell, you know? Well, it's not exactly like Jesus was born on Christmas. Well, when the hell was he born? Uh, I think sometimes in March. March? Then how the hell did we get him on Christmas? Christians trying to appeal to pagans. Well, wait a minute, I thought Christians were pagans. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, the dying, reborn of a god, all this other sort of stuff. He Son of a god, you know, it's like... Uh, a bad 1980s uh, TV show or something, you know? Actually, that sounds like a 90s show. I was born of a god or something like that, you know? What, did they ever make a show like that? I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's right. You was in France, so you wouldn't have known that yeah. sort of stuff. Uh, so, anyway, uh, let's talk about something that's important. Okay. Because we should make an attempt at being professional. Uh, at least for our podcast. 
Well, uh, we're not professional the rest of the time? Well, we're very professional the rest of the time, but we're not necessarily professional. You, you, you can see our hot not in doing this podcast today. Here we are dragging on our, our lines out here. Okay, uh, I wanted to talk about something that's going on with a lot of us. We're all noticing clear across the board, not all of us, but quite a few of us, that there's been a significant drop in internet traffic. Yeah, there has. And uh, I think I started looking back through it and... There's been a steady yet gradual decline in traffic going back to May, June. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was talking on Reddit because I stumbled across one of the, the webmasters and so forth on Reddit. And this girl who happens to be a moderator, I think she's a webcam model and whatnot, she pointed out on one of the, the subreddits that you know, there's been a big drop. And I'm like, holy cow, I'm not the only one. So I uh, sent off a few emails. I actually spoke to one person on the phone, uh, shall we say our industry peers. And they're saying the same thing. You know, it's like no matter what we do, it's, it's been dropping. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not one that's prone to conspiracy theories. You know me. I'm a, no. I'm a, I'm a pragmatist. Yeah. You know, I'm very pragmatic in what I do. You know, somewhere in between optimists... And pessimists, you know, the guys who say the world's going to end, and the optimists who say everything's sunshine, rainbows, and lollipops. I like to be a pragmatist, you know, something in the middle. And, but just the same, I kind of look at what conspiracy theorists have to say because these guys do a lot of research on stuff. They may come up with a conclusion that you that's know, that's absurd, absurd, but they do a lot of freaking research. So they're very well informed individuals. And they're saying that the government is complicit in covering up mass deaths. That uh, internet traffic is dropped off because that's how many people are dying. You know, I wouldn't doubt it. I actually, back in, still in France, I have an old friend I'm still in contact with. Mm -hmm. He's a, um, cockball, um, what's the word for that? It's the guy who deals with, yeah, mortician. Funeral director, right? Yeah, mortician? yeah, like that. Okay. He's swapped with uh, bodies right now. He's at a full capacity and he's got a backlog. Really? Yeah, and huh. at the height of COVID, when they were saying all these people were dying with masks, he wasn't. Yet now, after they start vaccinating all this shit, he is, and it's dead silence from the media about it. Well, so I would not be surprised at all if there is a cover up and people are actually. I, mean, I, I, I suppose we've had a girl today, just today, freaking back out on us. Okay. Sick from the vaccine. Damien died. Okay, okay, okay. I, I see where you're going with this. Um, Personally, I'm not comfortable saying that it's the vaccine that's killing people or anything to that effect. And I'm not comfortable seeing a worldwide global depopulation conspiracy. I'm not. Okay. Um, there wouldn't be a new one. What I, that conspiracy has been around for decades. If, if I could give a theory, it's just a theory, it could be, I can't say it's... You know, it's because of the holiday season because, well, you know, this has gone back to May, June. Mm -hmm. What I'm thinking is, you know, we don't, the internet isn't something that's, you know, unique. It doesn't constantly keep chugging. And we've had a lot of problems with the media. No, so media, I think a oh, clown of themselves. Oh, they're a freaking joke. And I mean, what's the greatest news headline out here? January 6th. We're in December. 
Oh, well, you know, how about the, uh, the airplane that disappeared, MH370, right? That was on it for a while, but that was on it for several it. months. Several months. It was like it was the big thing. Everybody went on it. Yeah, but MH370 was like, oh my god, an airplane went missing. I can kinda accept that because, like, when an airplane goes missing, they usually have a several year okay. investigation. Yeah, okay. I but it, it was like the news, MH370. You know, and it was like they just nailed it and kept hopping on it. Uh, when Trump was elected president, okay. Oh, well, that was just four years of rushing. Four years. He became president. Fucking get over it. Okay? Four years. He's no longer president. He's no longer president. And they're still bitching about him. Talk about sore losers. The media just finds a talking point and they just hammer it. They they literally, you've heard of that saying, flogging a dead horse? At that point, there was no longer a dead horse. They had just turned into mashed potato. Uh, it's, it's, It's pulverized. There's nothing left. And they're still going at it. Okay, they're like the Nigerian email scammers, as far as I'm concerned. Like, I mean, if you've ever looked at the Nigerian email scam, like, I mean, you sit back and you say, your person's got to be an absolute fucking moron to to read this well, shit that's and the, believe it. That's the trick. They're, they're yeah, trying that's, to that's, that's my point. That's my point. Okay, they're not weeding out the stupid. They're weeding out the smart. They're looking for the they're looking for the guys who are really who are really stupid because or they're stupid off the phone. Yeah, because yeah. they're the sucker. I mean, you can get them. And I think that's what the media has done. And I think that, you know, when you look at the the censorship that's going on with the internet, people aren't necessarily as stupid as we think. I think on some level these people are saying, you know what, social media is full of crap, the mainstream media is full of crap, everything's full of crap, and they're just going, fuck it, and they're not logging in. You know, I, I, I can say that. You think you're just giving up on the internet? I can say another possibility is, yeah, I'm saying it's just in general the, the I could say it could also be a possibility that you've been locking these bastards down for so freaking damn long and putting everybody through this hell that they get a chance to go out. They're like, fuck it. They're unplugging and they're going out. You know? That's possible. That's a possibility. So, those are my two theories. But with what you know, saying about all the deaths... I have one thing to say about it, and that is, I feel like Mythbusters here. It's plausible. Uh, that's scary in itself. Yeah. I mean, I you mean, would like something this far-fetched to just be able to walk out impossible, but <laughs> you know, it's plausible. I mean, you know, we see people out on the streets wearing and masks. Honestly, and... in my opinion, regardless of whether or not they're doing it or not, the fact that it's plausible means we should be up in arms against it because the fact that they have enough power that they could conceivably pull something like this off. Yeah, once you, should say it's, it. once you say it's plausible, now the question becomes... How likely did they do it? Could, would they do it? And... Again, I'm at... Yeah, if you... Because, I mean, we've rubbed elbows with some of these people and I'm going to be blunt. You don't get to that kind of wealth and power by being a nice guy. I mean, you know, we're the greasy douchebag Magathas over here, but even you and I, we've got limits. And a good case in point, I mean, is this whole Jeffrey Epstein thing. Like, I mean, you gotta kind of think to yourself, okay? He's douchebag enough to use his money and his influence so that he could have sex with little girls. Mm-hmm. And then you've got to look at this Gawain Maxwell. 
Okay, her case is still going, so I can't say she's guilty. I can say she's accused of, you, you know, supplying she's him. implicated? She, she's, well, she's accused. She's accused of supplying the guy with it. And if it turns out that it's true, well, you know, that's... These people live in a different world, and they don't get to that position by holding back. No. And that's where I get to it. It's plausible. Because they've definitely got the means to do it. Like, I mean, you know, you can make anything disappear from the internet. I mean, think about it, right? Yeah. Puppy toss. Puppy toss. That old puppy toss video. Good luck finding it today, puppy toss. Mm -hmm. That was over 10 years ago. And that was scrubbed pretty damn fast from the freaking internet, okay? And if they could scrub one freaking video that quickly like they did from the internet, trust me, they could scrub another real easy. And... They, they control the communication. They literally do. So I think, yes, it's plausible. And the question, like I said, is now, would they? And then that leads me to the next one. Oh, they could. I mean, you know, if there was reason for them to do it, if there was sufficient amount of money. There's definitely a lot of money. You know, I, I hate to say it. I mean, if you look at the... Uh, the conspiracy theorists, when this whole COVID thing started, you know, they were saying, they're going to lock you down for two weeks, it's going to end up being like more like a year. Mm -hmm. It was right. And then they said, they're going to bring in, you know, a vaccine, and it's going to be blooming, you know, deadly, and we're never going to find out anything, and they're going to make sure that the, nobody has any alternatives to a vaccine. They're locking, they there's parts right. of the world where they're locking people up and don't get vaccinated. Yep. Yeah, I mean, these guys are batting 100 so far. And yet... They should make a career in divination. Well, you know, uh, here's I mean, the thing. They could do that with the lottery numbers. Here's the thing with conspiracy theorists. Like I said, you know, these guys do a lot of research and they kind of link a lot of things together. And sometimes they conclude, well, actually, a lot of times their conclusions are pretty outlandish. You know, uh, like David Ick, he sits back and he's saying, you know, uh, space alien lizards or whatever control the world. And I sit back, well, it's definitely plausible, but, you know, what is the likelihood of it? It's a little outlandish, you know? Yeah. Far-fetched. But the process that they get from point A to point B is something to marvel at. I mean, they, they, they're tapping into stuff. They're literally finding out, and these guys spend... Some of these conspiracy theorists spend hundreds of hours researching stuff and looking at articles and looking into information. These guys, some of these guys are pretty freaking obsessive. They're like code breakers in a way. Eh, maybe, maybe. Uh, uh, what I will they, say they, is they they're see there's obsessive. something there and they're trying to decode They're trying it. to figure it out. And what I will say is they're obsessive. Okay, they're obsessive about finding out information and what's going on in the world and who's behind it and why, etc., etc. I'll give them credit for that. The problem is, is that you got somebody who did absolutely nothing except watch freaking Bloom and Clown News Network or folks on ecstasy and turned around and goes, conspiracy theorist. I, I mean, you know, at least listen to them, uh, listen to them, hear them out, you know. And what I can say is I don't have a reason as to why there's been so many of us. And I admittedly, I don't know if it's everybody. I'd have to literally talk to every single website owner and whatnot. What I can say is with our peers, you know, both on the mainstream side for our sites and on the adult sites, there has been about a 30% drop mm -hmm. over this time last year. 
Now, last year, there were still lockdowns going on, but, I mean, if I go back several years, it, we're probably at our lowest since uh, launching some of these sites. You know, that's, that's, uh... That's, it is what it is. Oh, it is what it is, which now leads to the next question. I mean, if you're doing everything right, and you're putting your stuff online, you're marketing it right, you're... You're getting your videos out right. You're doing the, the search engine optimization. You, you, you get the content. It's, it's great. If you're doing everything right and the internet traffic is still dropping off, okay, what do you do? It's a big question, isn't it? Well, not exactly like there's a, uh, another platform to drop on from. Well, you know, there's not an internet too or something. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's an interesting question. And uh, we know how we do a lot of business. We still do a lot of stuff the old-fashioned way. I'm out in, uh, on the grounds, knocking on doors, talking to people. I wear out a lot of shoes, right? Yeah. So, you know. Uh, but I'll be downright blunt. I mean, you know, there's only so much, you know, I can do. I mean, it's... I'm going to wear myself out, right? You know, and it is a big question. And what do you do? You buy new traffic, and then we got problems with buying traffic. How much of that traffic is actually real, and how much of it's a freaking bot farm in China? Yeah, well, you know, I can send easily a trillion freaking hits to our site every damn day for about fifty bucks from some freaking blooming third world freaking uh, whatever. But yeah, how much is it? How much is it going to be really good traffic? You know, not much. Not much, and. And I don't think we even we can make money off the advertisement on that. I've always been, you know, I think this whole put the site out and then make money off of the advertising has been a crappy freaking business model. It is pretty crappy, but like I was thinking, if you get paid fifty bucks for, well, I don't care, a million hits and you get hundred well, bucks back on the the problem with making money off the advertising is it's kind of like what happened with all of the porn tube sites. The trick is to not pay for the freaking content. Yeah. Okay. That's about the only way that you can really make. That well, if your return on web. invest, if your re, uh, if your income from it is shit, then you have to make your investment. Well, that much more. Yeah. In order to have a better yeah. return on investment. And I think we've kind of seen that clear across. Like I mean, you know, there was some old school guys out there who were saying, "Oh no, you've got to make the hottest, the sexiest, the greatest content going," and, you know. At the end of the day, it's like the consumer has been conditioned to like crap. And why is that? Because it's cheap to produce. It's cheap. Well, look at us. We've been moving from, you know, actual cameras to now we've got a gimbal and a freaking damn cell phone. Here you go. You know, and, you know, I'm even like sitting back saying, should I put my freaking damn, you know, lighting equipment up for sale now, you know? It, it, it's literally, it's everything's kind of changed at this point, hasn't it? Yep. And I think that I'm probably going to have to bloom and down wear out some more shoe leather. A lot more. Um, especially uh, if this trend continues. I mean, you just can't, I mean, we used to convert at like one in a thousand back, you know, way back when. And I don't think we can deal with converting at a one in a thousand. I think what we have to do now is we got to get to a situation where is you find a customer and you sell them. That, 
Like a good salesman, you're converting at one in five. So you want to be a door-to-door door porn salesman? Oh, well, you know. Well, that's a good question. Would we be able to get away with going door-to-door door selling porn? Well, first you'd have to look at what's the local laws for being a door-to-door salesman, and then you have to... Oh, well, you know what? Here's my thing. That is such a load of shit when you think about it. Right. Okay, that we, if we went going on knocking on somebody's door and said, hey, knock, knock. Hi, I'm your local porn salesman. I've got these videos here that you can jank off to any time you want, right? Check this out, this out, talking through it. This is me with my freaking rod in it. Hey, look it, I got the freaking chick in the car over here. You want to see her tits and ass? She probably saw the guy at blowjob always watching it at the same freaking time. But that's trying to be a pimp here. But that's in the privacy of your own home, right? Now, I can understand somebody turning around saying, get the fuck off my doorstep, okay? Mm-hmm. And we would nicely get the fuck off the doorstep. We're not going to push the issue. I were adult video performers. We're selling videos. I, I could, you know, we'd get away with that in the ghetto. Probably. You know, they'd probably be asking us to autograph it, too. We, yeah, yeah. We'd probably get a few Jesus freaks because they're in the ghettos, too. Some hoochie mama chasing after us down the street in a Bible in her hand. I don't think we have to worry too much about that one. We'll outrun her pretty quick. <laughs> she got the shot. She drops dead. <laughs> I'm such a nice guy, huh? Well, they are saying it causes blood clots and heart attacks. Oh, yeah, well, so does the freaking rotundness around the hoochie mama. Hey, mind you, she could lay down on her stomach and roll herself after us. She might catch us then, you know? Be like bowling for pornographers. Just use her on the construction site. (laughs) You've been into the freaking blooming darn uh, the Christmas wine. Okay, Uh, what tipped you off? The red nose. (laughs) Okay, Rudolph. All right, no, uh, yeah, but my point is, why would we get into trouble by the law for knocking on the door? Okay, when we're going to the privacy of somebody's home, when somebody with a porn tube site, like X videos, could just throw it up on their screen and click, yes, enter, I'm over 18. Why do we get into trouble for that and they don't? Disturbing the peace, maybe? Well, you know, they could just tell us to leave the doorstep, right? Oh, well, you know, we're in the privacy, though. I am in the privacy of their own home, okay? I announce myself. It's kind of like the click panther thing, you know? Yes, I agree to these term and conditions. Hi, I'm a porno salesman over here, and I'd like to interest you in some of our freaking Bloomin' Don videos. May I enter your house? No? Fuck off? Drop dead? Praise Jesus? Okay, goodbye. And, you know, walk away. That's like clicking no. What do you think? Yeah, I suppose. Also, I think we should call a lawyer on this one. Call a lawyer on this one. I'll go knock on his door and see how it goes. <laughs> Hey, you, a lawyer. He freaking loves us, but absolutely adores us because the stuff that we come up with on any given damn day, I mean, he's just shaking his head. It's like, what a bunch of wackos we are. But hey, I've always said, if you want to make quality porn and stay rich in porn, you've got to be a freaking wacko, right? Anyway, I think uh, this is the part where we talk about it happened on set. All right. What do you say we do something a little different? What are you suggesting? Uh, 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 most screwed up Christmas memory.
breaks. I, I wasn't always a Muslim, so you know, I didn't. I did celebrate Christmas at one time. And you're French, so you know, obviously, yeah. you did something French at Christmas time. Like, did you like you know make baguette snowballs or something and throw them at people? Or? Baguette snowballs? How would they even work? Well, what about that stupid cake that you got? That everybody's supposed to look for this. Literally half inch. I remember the first time you ate one. You threw baby Jesus at me. <laughs> Nobody warned me that there was going to be something in the freaking Bloomin' Bond cake. What's it called? I didn't really... Get it to what? There you go. I didn't realize that it didn't exist outside of France. In France, in case you don't know it. They... And I definitely was not expecting you to just so happen to get the piece with it in. Yeah. Uh, you're looking at a man who's... You know my family banned me from cutting it? Why? Because somehow I always would cut and hit the damn thing. <laughs> I can see that being a big catastrophe in freaking blooming France. No. I was having dinner with your family mm -hmm. at Christmas. So this is technically my freaking Christmas story. No, it's got to be yours. I'll just make it short. They've got this, like, little figurine. It's, like, about... Half inch to three quarters. It's a little ceramic. It's a little ceramic. It's hard ceramic, okay? And you gotta imagine, if you will, okay? You're picking up a spoon, and it's just enough to be hidden in the spoon with the food, okay? So you, you got a spoon... spooning it? Oh, cake or fork or whatever. I wasn't using chapsticks, all right? That would have saved me. And I, I mean, put this... I just, like, grab it with my hand. <laughs> I mean, it's a flaky cake, but it's not really a cake. It's like some sort of... It's a weird pastry thing, you think? So you eat it like pizza? Yeah, kind of. You eat like pizza. Okay, there you go. Well, I took the fork because I was a dinner guest and I was trying to be well-behaved. And I put it in my mouth and I'm chewing out. And then all of a sudden, ah! I bit into this hard thing and I'm like, what the fuck? It's got bones in it or something? <laughs> and I reached in and there was this hard piece and I went, and out it came, and it bounced off my hand and onto the table in front of your mouth. Okay? And I was like, what the fuck is that? And you were killing yourself laughing. You just spat G baby Jesus out. And I looked at you, and I said, do you want me to swallow it or what? And it was your freaking sister who looked at it and says, now we know the whole question. He, sw he spits. He doesn't swallow. And you almost fell out of your yeah, chair. Yeah, that was a good one. I was like, holy crap, thankfully your freaking parents don't speak English. So, you know. <laughs> so, anyway, you got a, a, your own story to share a lot, you know? Um, this is the holiday version, Rudolph. I'm thinking here. Well, there was that one time midnight mass that the priest kept sampling the wine. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And what happened? Well, he got drunk. <laughs> He got drunk. And what happened? Not much. Just we had this Catholic priest doing the altar. And by the end of it, he was really struggling to stand up and finish straight. Did he like shout any profanities at somebody? Nah, sadly Did not. he pass out? I think he probably passed out shortly after. Yeah, but he didn't like pee on the freaking baptismal fauna or anything like that, huh? I wasn't close enough to know. Uh... Well, I guess that's kind of a French story. <laughs> I mean, you know, if it was from my world, the priest would have peed in a baptismal font in front of everybody, you know, or something like that. Or he would have leered at some freaking woman's tits and gone, you know, like, I caramba or whatnot, you know. All right. All right, my Christmas story, okay. My dad and I, one Christmas, 
it was like Christmas Eve. There was a whole bunch of snow and, you know, uh, we was getting ready for everybody to come down. And my dad and I decided that we were going to go outside and have a little bit of a snowball fight in the front yard. And everything was going good. And at one point in time, we decided to write our names in the snow. And I got really upset. I mean, she was there. The, we had these big bay windows. And she was in the window. And she was like just screaming her head off, okay, because we was writing our name in the snow. She was mad. She was well, I can see mad. why. I mean, you're putting your name. That's the evidence. Oh, well. Not that repeating a snow living <laughs> Yellow marks everywhere. Well, that was our full name. That was the kind of, the, the thing. My, and my dad and I. That's we, a lot of P. My dad and I, we've got the exact same freaking damn name. And of course, right? So we have the exact, we have the exact same name. Oh, hat. He's no longer with us. And we wrote our names right out side by side. To see who could make it all the way to the through, to the end. And uh, we did that right in front of Frosty the Snowman, because we had a snowman out there and the whole whole bit. And uh, Matt was right upset. And it didn't get much better because my grandma showed up. Just as, you know, we was unzipped and we was writing our name out in the snow. And she was just, uh, and, you know, she went marching into the home and... Uh, the first thing she did was she sat down and uh, she took out our bottle of amaretto and she polished off half of it to herself, you know. <laughs> I'm like, what's the matter? I said, didn't your mother ever see your freaking wee-wee pie or what, you know? Uh, yeah, not in the recent years, so okay, whatever. But anyway, that's kind of my Christmas fucked up story. Then we went back inside and we watched Christmas specials on TV. You know? My uh, stories are not that fucked up, are they? Oh, yours? No, ours. Well, that's kind of fucked up. Mm. Well, I had my cousins come down and the whole bit. There was our freaking damn names in the snow right on either side of the freaking walkway. You know? I, I, I was really proud to say, you know, I was like seven years of age and uh, I managed to, you know, keep up with my father at the time, so to speak. Hey, hey you know, they breed us Italians uh, a certain way, right? Yeah. So, on that note, not everybody celebrates Christmas. Yeah, you don't anymore. Nah, nah. I left, uh, shall we say, the Catholic faith. And a lot of it, I think, is your country's fault. How so? Well, because you're a Muslim nation. <laughs> oh, not. Yeah, Muslim nation, and once you have Christian over there, it doesn't do so great for itself, let's be honest. Well, I mean, there's probably one, at least a couple of grandmas every year to choke on freaking Jesus. Or well, yeah, that's probably the only way you're going to get any Jesus into anybody. they got to swallow it in that freaking cake, right? Uh, you know, there's actually people out in France who collect those year after year and have this massive collection. Listen, I have learned if there's something that can be collected, there's a fucking Frenchman out there somewhere with that collection. Yeah. How do you explain you got 900 different types of fucking cheese? Somebody had a collection. <laughs> Probably traveled the whole fucking world looking for fucking blooming cheese, okay? I'm sorry. I don't mean to go deep on the French, but like, I mean, your best Christmas carols about Santa Claus bringing a boy little shoes, okay? I mean, you know. What can I say? It's a beautiful nation. Unfortunately, it's filled with the French. 
You're the one who made that joke to me how many times, or how many years ago? Yeah. And you did it in French. Anyway, uh, so uh, as I was saying, not everybody celebrates um, the uh, Christian holidays, but that doesn't mean that the Christians are the only faith. I mean, uh, we've had over the years, we've filmed Muslims. Yeah. And the vast majority of the Muslims that we filmed have been secular Muslims. Yeah, because porn is pretty, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, 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 porn's okay for if you're French and you're Catholic, but it's a no no <laughs> if, you, if you're Muslim, even if you're a French Muslim. But I mean, uh, the Muslims that we film, because there's a lot of Muslims these days in Europe, have all been very, very secular. I mean, you know, they come in, they're not wearing a hijab or anything to that effect. They're more just, I was born into a Muslim family, you know. But we did, prior to COVID, have at least two, no, we did. We had exactly two cases. Yep. And these were very pious women who came in wearing a face veil. And you have to think to yourself, if you are wearing the face veil outside of an Islamic nation, you're, you're generally very pious. You're doing it for, for reasons to get closer to, to, yeah. to God. And in both situations, I believe... They were young, young women, legal age, but young women, and uh, probably uh, no more than the mid-twenties. And they were both widows, from what I could tell. And they was both refugees. So obviously they've been through hell and back. I mean, for the, you know, and I, I would say that at some point in time, they've probably exchanged sex for something that they needed or wanted or, or whatever. I mean, you know. Maybe the book Passage to France. I don't know. I didn't pry. I didn't think it was my They had a hard life, basically. But we had two. I mean, it was more than 10 years that you and I have been, you know, working together and whatnot. And, and we we've had, only yeah. had two. And I think it was one thing to say, you know, have pious Muslims come through our door in Europe. I mean, here we are in the United States now. There's and, even less of them. And there's far less Muslims out here than there are. We just filmed our fifth Muslim that walked in wearing a face mask. And you could say maybe they didn't want anybody to see them uh, coming into our place. And that's a fair, that's a fair yeah. argument. That's a fair argument. I'll, I'll give you that. But none of them struck me as that. You know, I don't know about your opinions on it. None of them... I... I think they came here because they've I'm distilling all the conversations down that I've had and I think uh, most of them have tried the other two routes to make money I think the first thing they've done is they've gone to the internet and they've tried to make some money doing no. that no doubt. Um, and I think the problem with the internet is twofold one uh, how do you be discreet on the internet because there's always some freaking jackass out there looking at it. And you're going to find that even in the Muslim community. I mean, there's some freaking jackass out there who knows it's her or who's seen her face or whatever the case is. And he's going to find the pawn and he's going to freaking, you know, email a link to it to everybody he can. Yeah. Because he could sit in total anonymity about it. Okay. And even if he's not part of the Muslim community but knows it's her or whatever the case is, there's jerks that's going to do that. Yeah. That's going to do that. You know that. Uh, the other problem with it is... I don't care what anybody's saying. I mean, we've got the talent that comes through our door. Okay? 
the vast majority of these girls aren't making that much money. I mean, there's a platform out there for the fans, right? Yep. You can figure it out. I'm not going to give them any uh, plugging. But the way they talk, you think everybody's making $25,000 a month. No, they're And not. they're not. What are they making? They're lucky if they're making a thousand bucks. And I've said to them, you're better off just taking two freaking full-time jobs at freaking McDonald's. Mm -hmm. Cause you get further. Cause I know how much effort is involved in making this freaking oh, damn stuff. I had stuff. a shitty job when I was back, still back in school. I was practically minimum wage, and I still was pulling in around a thousand bucks a week. A week. But that's my point. And that's about what the best you're hoping for here. I mean, and you've got to put in the effort because it's not like you just throw it up on the darn platform. None of these platforms, they always get you with this, you can make up to this much. These top performers get, you know what? Blow it out your rear, okay? You're an Amway, uh, shouldn't say that. You're one of these pyramid scheme salesmen, okay? You can make up for this much money and all that other sort of stuff, okay? The fact of the matter is, why don't you just talk about the, the vast majority? The vast majority of you don't make that, that money. money, and you put in a lot of effort. It's, it, it, it's like saying you can make this much being a janitor, and this much is a figure that the president's janitor is making. Yeah. You neglect to add 15 years of experience and screw in the damn freaking damn CEO of the corporation, okay? Oh, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. And I'm going to be downright blunt. The vast majority of the flipping girls... So would the CEO want to do someone with 15 years experience? My, my, uh, my comment is, is when you go to these platforms, okay, the girls that are making those big bucks, first of all, I'm going to say, A, it's half of whatever they're claiming, okay? I made $300,000 last year. Okay, $150,000 is still good money, but it ain't $300,000. No. And number two, I'm going to be downright blunt. I want to know how many of you are blowing the freaking bloomin' on, uh, you know, the webmasters. Because that's really about how it works. They throw the traffic at you and whatnot. Uh, it was like that in the old days. Like, I mean, you know, uh, you know, in the early 2000s. Who got the contracts with the with the companies? I'm a contract star. I did, you know, who got it? Let's be honest. Okay, okay the guy was... The girl who was screwing the... Well, if it's gay side. The girl who was screwing the freaking damn directors. That's how it works. They put them in everything. And that's always been that way. And it's always going to be that way. Otherwise, what's happening is she's a freaking damn drug dealer or her boyfriend or whatnot, and they're writing down that they're on this platform is where they're getting the freaking income from. And I think in a lot of cases, too, a lot of these platforms that are out there, that's actually what they're doing. I'm not going to mention any names, but I knew one company that uh, used to mass produce all the freaking DVDs and... At least one night out of the month, they'd be sitting in the storeroom, stock room, smashing the DVDs and getting rid of them in the garbage because this is how they laundered their money. So that does go on in this industry. I think it goes on in a lot of industries, okay? But it seems to be essentially more disgusting because it's the adult industry. So as far as the women that have come through our doors, I'm going to say, uh, first of all, I would never market them as pious Muslim women. Oh, gosh. You know, I uh, made quite clear that, you know, the stuff came off, you know. Uh, I'm trying to build up a relationship with them. I mean, they were nice girls. They mm -hmm. gave a good scene. Yeah. 
And that's part of capitalism. And you know me, I'm a unapologetic capitalist. And my comment is your reputation is bankable. Mm-hmm. And it starts with your employees. Um, companies like the big social media platforms, I mean, you don't get that big unless the government is protecting you and helping you out. That's exactly what Absolutely. it is. And that's why they spend so much time and money lobbying. And if you take a look at stuff that's going on, they're now lobbying the government that they're supposed to regulate freedom of speech on every single social platform out there, regardless whether it's the big three or some upstart. They want to make clear what's allowed and what's not allowed. And again, that just benefits the large guy. I mean, you cannot have a monopoly in a pure capitalist environment because competition's too high. And... When the Muslim women come in, and I will say this, they're desperate. They're looking for money. And I'm going to say a shot at the Muslim community for the fact that these girls are coming to me. It's shame on you. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a bad solution. Terrible solution. But I am a solution just the same. At the end of the day, they're getting the money they need. They're getting work and they're getting money. Okay, and I'm sure there's people out there. Why didn't you just give them the money? Why did you make that's gonna what make? What are we? Well, a okay. We don't have unlimited funds. I don't have unlimited resources, and I have to take a look at it down the road because where do I draw the line? Mm-hmm. How many are gonna come through here? Okay, and how long if I start giving out money is it gonna be before my business closes? Uh, B. You do that, and they have essentially become dependent upon you. Yeah. And if she's working, she's not dependent upon me for anything other than work. And hopefully, what happens well, she'll, is... She'll keep striving to find something else. She'll keep striving to find something else. Wait, let's no be honest. She, she's going to ditch us. Like Five seconds after she doesn't have to work for us, she won't. Yeah. And I'm cool with that. That's a good thing. Okay. Like I said, I am a bad solution, but I am a solution. So I'll take the shot on it. Um, A lot of things these girls do do too is they escort. And when a girl is desperate for the money and she gets escorting, yeah, you can make money on it. But there's pitfalls with it too. And part of the pitfalls is a lot of the guys, these Johns, I mean, it's late night work. If you got kids, it ain't exactly something you want to be doing. And it's late at freaking night. And, you know... Every girl will tell you, you've got to feed into the man's ego. There's a reason why these guys go to work in girls, okay? It's actually kind of rare for the guy who just wants to bust a nut and go on. You know, come on in, drop him, I'm going to go for it. Okay, thank you very much, your money's on the table over there, goodbye, right? That's a rarity. The vast majority of these guys want what they call a GFE, girlfriend experience, and they need to have their egos stroked somewhat. You know, their lives aren't exactly going well. And it's all night. Because that's how you work. Most of your stuff starts after midnight. A lot of these guys have been drinking. That happens quite often. You know, uh, there's a lot of games guys don't want to play, you know, uh, etc., etc. And you're getting for me, a couple of hundred bucks. You're getting screwed by a lot of freaking different dicks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, you come on over to the adult side over here, you know, certain resources open up to you. You know, you've done the adult videos, and especially with us, because we cater to a much more private clientele. We're not dealing with the mass public. But even if we was dealing with the mass public, uh, the girls in the adult industry can command much more 
And I'd like to think, you know, if you can bring a girl out of the $150 to $200, you know, an hour range up to the $500 to $1,000 range, she's going to get a better clientele. She's going to get a more discreet, a discreet clientele. Mm -hmm. And she's going to get better hours than what's going on. And this is just what it is. This is how the sex industry works. And I think this whole use porn to jack up your prices has been going on for a very, very long, long time. time. Yep. The only other things are the rub and tug girls and the strippers. Uh, but then again, I mean, you know, you're tipping out constantly. You don't make the majority yeah. of your money. I mean, somebody else is making money off your back. Uh, as far as the internet is concerned with the media platforms, you know, if they found out that there was a pious Muslim here, and this is my big, you know, oh, shame on you. Oh, they would spit it. Uh, They'd spit it everywhere. I mean, these groups, you know, these rights groups out there, yeah, they would love to get a hold of this woman, wouldn't they? They'd paint her out as a victim, they prayed her, but... At the end of the day, she wouldn't get a cent for it. She wouldn't get a cent for it, you know. Uh, you look at the uh, internet news sites, I mean, they think around in the shit constantly. Oh, yeah. Constantly. Wait, how many times have you been contacted by one of them? And oh, we get it all the time. And how do I deal with it? How do I, how do I deal with it each time? And what do they offer me every single time? Well, we can get me traffic and we can do this and it's good publicity. Fuck out, 20,000. Hmm. You've heard me say that on the phone. Fuck out, 20,000. you seen several weeks ago, a guy came in freaking through the damn door. You know, he came here on false pretenses. He's yeah. had a girl and whatnot. The girl had no fucking uh, interest in taking her clothes off. I sat there and I said like this, this conversation ends until she takes every fucking piece of her clothing off you. And shoves this dildo in her crotch. Did she take off any of her no. clothes? They got really quiet. And I went, okay, who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you right now? Because I can get your license plate and I have resources to make your life fucking hell. Now, who are you? And then they came out, well, we was such and such news site. And went, nah, yeah, get the fuck out of my place. Well, we can print about you. Go right ahead and do it. And you know me, those yep. freaking killer eyes that I got there. You know, I'm not always wearing the glasses. That's for the uh, the light here. But I got those freaking angry, beady eyes that come out, right? And it was just like that. And, you know. Well, we have people too. When I looked at them, I said, I didn't threaten you. That, that was the best part. I didn't threaten you with somebody else. I threatened you with me. I don't need other people to do my dirty work. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of went quiet, and she kind of took him by the arm and said, come on, let's get out of here. Goodbye. And we get that shit all the time. You know, we're the, uh, the interesting pornographers because they, yeah, you know, they catch wind from us because I'm always networking yeah. and marketing, and they catch wind from us, and it's like, wait a minute. They're not doing it with the platforms and all that? How successful they are? And then they start to hear, you know, well, we've made movies for such and such person and such and such person, and all of a sudden they want to get their two cents in on us. Is what it is, right? Mm -hmm. So we had a woman in here, and she was a pious Muslim, and her and I had sex. She was very good at it. So obviously, you know, she wasn't inexperienced, as you know, some would say. Um, she was very thankful at the end of it. I mean, her money and whatnot, and she was looking to film with us again. You know, but when she walked out the door after she had a shower, because she wanted to be clean yeah. and whatnot. Uh, she put her clothes on and she went back to the way she was and she left. But the only good part I'd have to say out of all of this was other than, you know, feeling... I, I wouldn't say I felt good doing it, but I didn't feel bad either, you know? I gave her what I could give her. Yeah. 
Okay, you know, I wouldn't say it was, you know, like you give to a blind man to give the sight sort of thing. Okay, I ain't Jesus, no, I can't do that. But I would say it was, you know, okay, I've, I've made a relationship here, you know, somebody who's going to work and whatnot. You've covered her rent for this month. And then some. Yeah. You know, considering what we did. Now, I'm not going to rat her out. It's just going to be she's another girl on our set, you know, that's the end of that. But I think we'd be foolish. This is a sign of the times is what's coming. You know, when we've got that sort of person coming through our doorstep, and when you include that with what's happened with our internet traffic going down and so forth, maybe there's more to what's going on. Maybe there is something on the horizon that we don't know. You know? Mm-hmm. Women tend to be, uh, at least in my, if I can make a sexist comment, they tend to be the canary in the coal mine equivalent. You know, when shit's about to hit the fan, they seem to sense it and the porn producer Sam Shaft once said to me, not his real name, of course, he once said to me, you know, behind every great woman is a really great whore. And women, regardless of who they are, what their principles, their values, their belief... At know, the end of the day, they always have that merchandise. They have something that they can trade. Yeah. And... Unfortunately, I'm even going to say because of the big media platforms, because of everything that's going on with the, uh, the sex these days, that I think a lot of these women are realizing that the value of what they have to trade, especially with the transgenders. Like, I mean, you and I came out of the Beverly, and, you know... We, well, during the day, it was... Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you know, I always found it funny. I mean, these guys were sitting in the freaking aisles, you know... Literally sucking each other off. And yeah, it was like a gay bathhouse thing. Yeah, straight I mean, porn. On. Stri- yeah, but if we changed it over to gay porn, they'd freak There'd out. There'd be a riot. There'd be a riot. And how many times you notice the guy comes in and he was all dressed up in drag or he got dressed up there in drag and they all couldn't wait to stick the freaking damn dick down his mouth. Yep. You know what I mean? Or having sucked them or whatever. And the irony is, you know, I was saying that the bust the nut guys are. Uh, Rare, most of them need their egos cuddled. But the more you drive the money down, the value of something. And transgenders are driving down escorts' value. May not have hit everybody yet, but long term, it's what's happening. And what you'll get are the bust of that guys. Because, like, I mean, let's be honest, okay? You get an escort, you really can't get her to suck your, your, your cock for less than a hundred and a half, a hundred. 200 bucks, whatnot. I'm just going by national kind of average here, okay? And I base those figures on my experience of having worked across the nation, right? And you get the transgender, and you can get a blowjob from him from 25 to 50 freaking bucks, and he'll just literally walk in, suck you off, be done with it. and be done with it. And, you know, in an age where, I mean, we've seen that, but they're calling up the girls, like, I mean, how much for a half an hour? Like, what do you think this is? The girl's a fucking vending machine, you cheap bastard? Splurge for the fucking hour, and if you want to go home after a half an hour, fuck off, okay? But, you know, this, this is the sort of crap that goes on. And with the mainstream media, with these internet platforms and everything goes on, we're seeing it literally driving the value of what women have to exchange down. And we bring it's driving the value of women in general. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, well, this is true. This is true. I mean, you know, case in point, they're willing to work all freaking month 
you know, like 40 hours a week on their site and, you know, they're getting, what, maybe a thousand bucks? That's, you know... Not even minimum wage. <laughs> in the early 2000s, right up to 2010, it actually went up. I mean, you know, a boy-girl scene, a cheap boy-girl scene with a B-level girl. I never like A versus B-level girls, but let's just use that. A B-level girl was at least 800 bucks, 800 a thousand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your DP, you know, anal was a thousand to twelve hundred, uh, twelve hundred to fifteen hundred for DP. I mean, you know, this these were the prices out there. I mean, uh, three hundred bucks to suck a guy off. I mean, you know, they're not getting that, and we could film that stuff in within a few hours. I mean, okay, making a porn shoot, you know, it took you a few hours, and you were on set for a few hours. But I knew lots of girls back then who would do at least if they could, they would do two shoots a day. And you got to think, you know, if you get a girl, she does a blowjob scene in the morning for 200, 300 bucks, and then she turns around and does a boy-girl, or even if she just does a, a girl-girl and she gets 400 to 600, she could be conceivably still going home with a thousand bucks at the end of the day. And she's not had the fuck. Even if that's a 10-hour shift, that's still a hundred bucks an hour. She's not had the fuck 50 different guys to get the blue yeah, money or five yeah. guys or whatever. But that's my point. I mean... But that's, that's good income. That, that was a decent income. And now we're, we're looking at it, you know, in the adult industry. I think we're one of the few. Our rates are, are competitive for our area. But at the same time, we're still saying, you know, we're going to have to start to lower the how much we pay here because this is what we're dealing with here, especially if we start going more towards the mainstream and publishing to the public. And this, I am going to say, when you lower the value of what a woman has to trade in a time of need, which is sex, then that's fucking misogyny. And who's to blame for it? I'm going to say the whole fucking system's to blame for it. Absolutely. So, you know, know, where's it going to go? Where's it going to go? You know, uh, the shit is the shit. My prediction is, based on a lot of different things, based on uh, the traffic dropping, based on the fact that, you know, we've had pious Muslim women coming through our door. I'm still waiting for the churches, you know, <laughs> the street to show up going knock, knock, knock. But based on all of the shit that's been going on, the economy, uh, the backlog of goods and supplies, the fact that we're going to have a huge trucker problem coming up pretty damn soon. I mean, uh, I'm going to say 2022 is going to be one Hell of a year. That's my prediction. On that note, on that note let's is, sign it off here. Yeah. Let me say, uh, you know, happy holidays to everybody. Drive home safely. Please oh. don't be an idiot and get drunk and get behind the yeah. wheel of the car. In fact, you just don't freaking drink. Be the designated driver. Don't do the freaking drugs. Don't drink. If you're going to drink and you're going to do the drugs, stay where the fuck you are. Don't be a jackass. On that note, too, okay, you know, a lot of people this time of year get really depressed, okay? So, you know, just pay two minutes of attention to the people around you, you know? Even a freaking smile is an act of charity. It's not going to kill you to be nice to somebody and screw COVID lockdowns and all that shit. I mean, if you look across and you see your freaking neighbor and he looks like he's having a rough time because he's going to be alone for Christmas, well, for fuck's sakes, invite him into your house. I mean, it's not going to cost you that much, okay? What are you going to do? Pour him a drink? Have a few laughs with him? What not? You probably make the poor bastards year. So anyway, happy holidays to everybody. I hope 2022 is going to be much better for everybody, despite my dire predictions. I want to be wrong.
Happy New Year.